Go ahead and stand to our feet. We're going to honor the, uh, honor the word. Titus chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice, envy, hateful, and hating one another. But when the kindness of... Hallelujah. When the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out onto us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the to the hope of eternal life. Father, I pray, Lord, even today. Lord, let us, let us look at your word. Let us examine the word of God in our hearts today. Let us be strong. Let us be bold. Let us be courageous. And Father, I thank you for the men that are here today. I thank you for the men that, that are a part of this house that, that may even be absent today. Lord, speak to them. Lord, speak to their spirit. Lord, I thank you for great favor and great blessing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. You know, real quick, I just want to point out, you can be seated. Real quick, I want to point out because, you know, one of the things that, you know, it, it, when you get into understanding, you know, uh, the writings of Paul to Timothy and Titus, you know, he, he a lot of times is, you understand their roles were, they, they were under Paul. Paul was a spiritual father to Titus and, and to Timothy. And so, you know, you'll see, and I love 1 Timothy. I, I tell you, I encourage you, read the book of Titus, Titus this week. You want to you you see what godly character is about, the, you know, uh, forming, you know, and having godly character in your life. These are great books. They will help you be a godly leader. Amen. Um, yeah, it's one of the things doctor teaches a lot on. When we're talking about leadership in the church, you'll see Titus, you'll see 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. You'll see a lot of things, what it means to be a godly leader in the house, house of God. So, um, But one of the things, uh, you know, he says, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities to obey. And, you know, one of the things I want to point out in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore I exalt, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings who are in authority... That we may, everybody say that we may, lead a quiet and peaceable life in godliness and reverence. Now, I want to point out here, because when, when a government or when an institution sets itself against the body of Christ, you have to understand, we, we don't have to obey something if it's against what God's standard is. So I, I, I want to be clear here because a lot of times people, they, they want to look at the scriptures and say, we have to bow down and we have to obey to everything the government tells us to do. No, that's not true. Okay, so that we can live what? Peaceful. But if I'm not at peace as a born again believer or as a Christian, I better raise my voice. And I don't want to hang in this, but it's so important that we understand as the body of Christ, we have a responsibility. If it's, if it's not godly, if it's something that's coming against God, amen, we, have, we are allowed, we are permitted, amen, to say, no, this isn't right. This isn't who, this isn't God. So I'm not coming against government authority, but it's so that I could live, at peace, live in peace, amen. You guys with me so far? Okay, let's, let's, let's keep moving here. So I just want to point out, but see, this is, this, is, this is the key to what I want to get into. It says to be ready for every good work. 
be ready. Paul makes, you know, uh, Paul makes mention even right here, be ready for every good work. You know, this past Wednesday, one of the things that I had, had shared with you all was uh, to be ready, to be ready in season and out of season. So no matter what season it in, you know, no matter what season we're in, and I'm referring to, you know, uh, summer, uh, uh, um, you know, fall, winter, and spring. I'm not, I'm not referring to what Christians refer to as in, well, I'm having a season of this and we're having a season of that. There are things in life that we go through, but in every season we're prepared. In season, out of season, we're prepared. And, you know, that's the reality of where we need to begin to understand where we can live. That we can live, we can live prepared. Amen? That you today, you know, be prepared. So if you're, you're taking notes, um, you know, you can write down B. Write down, you can just write down B. So because it's important that you understand. Be prepared in what every season. In season, out of season, be prepared. You know, if we don't operate, if the body of Christ doesn't operate with a state of readiness, we, we, we miss a lot of things. And I tell you, when we don't have a state of readiness and, we're, and we're, not, we're not in that place of being, a lot of things will happen. So I believe that even, even, even in the second point of this, you know, we have to be watchful. You know, Art, even as I read that this morning, I'm like, man, he's preaching. This is almost this whole thing preached my sermon. Because, you know, we have to be watchful. You as a, you as a you know, in, in being prepared and being ready, you have to be watchful. You have to have eyes that see. You know, I feel like sometimes we need eyes in the backs of our heads. Amen? We need to be able to see all, all things around. We need, to, we need to be on guard. But, you know, there are physical eyes that you can watch. But, see, God will also give you spiritual eyes. He'll, he'll, he'll show you what things to watch for. He'll give you, he'll, the Holy Spirit will give you clues. You guys know what I'm talking about. The Holy Spirit, you know, I love the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit will even bring about conviction. He'll bring about things that you need to work out in your life. Amen. But, you know, it, it's so that we remain watchful. You know, Matthew 24, 42. It says, watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. So we know, right even here, we don't know when the Lord is going to come back. But know this, that if a master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also, you must also be ready. Be ready. You know, please, please hear this even to, today. You know, you have to have an urgency of being ready. Being ready, being, being ready to move as the Lord speaks. You know, if we're, if we, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, 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 I'm at a place of being, but I'm ready. I'm ready that when the Lord says, you know, go, go, go this way. I, I want to go that way. A lot of times we're, we're, you know, listen, you know, please understand, you know, sometimes we're waiting for the audible voice of God. It, it doesn't, you know, I'm not saying, I don't know if, you know, I think maybe twice in my life, and I don't know whether I was in a vision or dream that I heard that, but I've been a Christian for 22 years. I don't hear the audible voice of God. Some people do. I, I don't, but I get the promptings from the Holy Spirit. So that's that being ready. That's that being. That's that establishing yourself when the Lord moves you or he, you, you feel that urgency. Amen? When you feel that urgency to do something. You know, well, you know, I'm going to tell you this because the world never wants you to be ready. You know, and this is what Jesus is saying in Matthew 24. He said, if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched. So listen, you know, we as men, I'm going to hear this today. You, you, you men, be watchful. Be mindful. 
You know, women, be watchful, be mindful. Be watchful and mindful over your children, amen? Be watchful of the things that you allow to come into their hearts and into their minds. You know, not everything on Nickelodeon is healthy. You know, cartoons playing with Ouija boards and all this. You know, it's not healthy. We can, we can allow things to come into our kids' life and, you know, and wonder what happened. You know, they're, they're pushing and they're promoting agendas today. For, you know, uh, the homosexual agenda is reaching three and four and five-year-old kids. Amen. We need, you know, let's pray. You know, just raise your hands right now. Father, I ask that you lift up Christian schools in this area. Father, I pray that, Lord, even, even, even placing it in the hearts of people to be a part of that kind of work here, that, Lord, that our children will have a place, have a place where they can receive Christian, godly education, that they won't be educated by the secular world. So, Father, I pray that, Lord, even on boards of educations, I pray that even in Marion County today, Lord, that you turn, you turn the hearts of those people towards the things of God in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. We might as well pray for it. Amen. 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 So we've got to be watchful. You know, listen, as a parent, you have to be watchful. You have to be in a place. I keep using the word be. It's, it's, it's that readiness. You know, be there. Help, help people understand that, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a watchful Christian. Amen. I'm a watchful Christian. You know, the Bible says this. It says, be ready to give an account. Be ready to give an account. 1 Peter 3.15, it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Set, set, you know, sanctify. Set apart. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart. You know what? I, 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 I'm going to do it because God lives in me. It's not an opinion. I'm going to do it because God lives in me. Be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for the reason of the hope that's in you. So, you know, we have to be prepared. Amen. Understand today. Why do you believe what you believe? Because Jesus Christ changed my life. Because this is what, just like Melanie's testimony, this is what God had done. Says, you know, I talk a lot. We talk a lot about testimonies. You share your testimony because it's an example to people of the things that the Lord is doing in your life. Amen. You know, and I, and I, and I love, I, I love, I love hearing testimonies. Because, I mean, you know, it, it just, it, it defines, and it, it, it basically, it, it shows us that our God is unlimited. Amen? What He does for one, He will do for another. I, I think, I mean, he, he's, no, you know, he's no respecter of people. What He'll do for one, He'll do for another. You can be at the very bottom, and God can take you to the very top. When you, set, when you sanctify yourself, you set apart the Lord God, and you, and you begin to give an account to people. I'm going to give an account to what Jesus has done in my life. There's no other, there, you know, there, there's nothing else. There's no other God. There's nothing else that, 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 that would even come or compare to my Lord and Jesus. Amen? You know? So, you know, even in that, you know, even what Art was talking today. Listen, if you have idols, you have things in your heart that you've, you've set up above God, kick them out. And I, I'm going to tell you, examine your hearts today. Even coming away from church, is there, is there anything that I've, set, that I've set up in my heart that's above God? Lord, help me. You, you know, please understand, see, the Lord wants to help you. He, he, he wants you to walk in the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? So set, you know, set those things. You see, the thing about it is, expect. I want, to, I, want to, I want to talk even just about this real quick because in a, in, in a sense of being ready, you've got to expect. 
You have, there's a level of expectancy that, you know, that, that if we will have, God will continually just move us. You won't have an up and down season. You won't have an up and down life. You'll just move as you continually expect God to do things in your life. You know, it, you know I'll be honest, it may not happen as fast as you want it to happen. Because, if you know, like me, I, I, I'm a little impatient sometimes. But I've learned not to, not to, get, go, not to go through that door. Wait. Wait. Sometimes there's, there, there is a waiting. Sometimes there is a time of waiting and just relaxing. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, in the relaxing, have joy. Have joy. Because, listen, if you're not willing to have joy, you know what's going to happen? Depression will come alongside. Well, you know, it's just not happening. I just, no, I, you know... I, I, I like to get around people and laugh. I mean, I'll put a comedy video on or something every once in a while. I'll, I'll come home and I'll see Miranda. She's in the kitchen watching, and it's clean comedy. It's not raw comedy or anything like that. And I, and I know. And, I, you know, sometimes it's, it's good to laugh. Somebody needs that today. It's good to laugh. It's good, it's good to allow, the, you know, the, the things to come into your life where, where you can be joyful. Amen. Where's Mejia at? She's in the back. She's right. Because, I, I, you know, I always tell Mejia, I said, you know, you know, that joke, you know, the pig fell in the mud. And she was the only one that would laugh. But it brought joy to her. So I would say, you know, in Hana in Hawaii, even when she was little, I'd say, come here, come here, come here. And she'd come here and say, hey, the pig fell in the mud. She would, she would just laugh. But see, you know, it, joy is contagious. Joy is contagious. You know, we, we should be joyful. I, it, you know, if my, it, you know, see, yeah, yeah, let me stay here a second. Because, you know, Our idea is that God is such a strict God that, he, that, he's not, that He's not joyful. I mean, He put that in you. He put joy in you. Amen? That, you know, I, you know I, I pray. You know, I pray that when people leave our services, they feel uplifted. I mean, I, I've watched some people leave services and it's like, man, you know, just, how am I going? You know, no, I, I want people to be joyful. Amen. I want people to see that there's a hope and a future. Hey, I'm working this thing out. Amen. See, that's what salvation is. I'm working it out. But I'm one step closer. Everybody say that. I'm one step closer. See, that, that, that's it. You keep moving. You never lose the faith. You keep fighting. You keep running the race of faith. That's what you do as a believer. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, have fun. Have fun. Christianity is not dry. Zeph and I were talking about the other day. It was like... You know, you know, don't understand, you know, I, and I don't now. I've been on both sides of it. I've been, I've been in the world from a worldly standpoint, thought I knew what fun was. It's not fun. There's, there, there's nothing fun about it. But, you know, now, now as a born-again believer, you know, watching, you know, watching our kids grow up, I, I, I'm looking at them and saying, man, man, you, 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 know, you, you don't, you're not dealing with the stuff that I was dealing with. You're not dealing with the junk that I was dealing with. Praise God. You know, and so, you know, so that you all know the joy of the Lord. Amen. Know that it's your strength. Praise God. But do. Let's go into do. Let me, let me, let me let, yeah, let's go into do. That was B. So let me say, be ready to give an account. Be ready to give an account why you believe what you believe. Amen. When someone asks, tell them. Tell them, tell them, this is why I believe what I believe. I don't want, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not following you. I'm not going to walk in sin. I'm not going down that road. Hey, let's go have some drinks. I'm not going down that road. You know? And see, you know, the world, you know, it's funny because, you know, the world, the world, you know, everybody's doing it. 
Every, everybody's this way. Everybody's that way. That's not true. That's not true. There are a group of believers here, 40, 50, 60 people right now. You know, we don't go to bars and hang out and drink, drink you know, on a Saturday night and talk about all the good things and go to church on Sunday. We're not doing that. I, I don't, nobody's, praise God, nobody's, everybody's shaking their head. No, I'm, no, Pastor, we're not going to. The, <laughs> praise God. I, I, so, so um, that's good. Do. Let's write down do. James one twenty two, Do. In 2020, um, James 1.22 was kind of the vision that we cast for, for our people because we believe as a church, you, you know, you, you guys, you may not, it's intentional that you hear a lot of scripture in this house. And it, it, it's very intentional that when we take up tithe and offering, we use scripture, we use the word of God, we show people what the word of God says. But, you know, my heart in coming back to West Virginia and, you know, even being a missionary, you know, my heart in coming back is, is to help people understand that you can be a doer. You don't have to be a spectator. Because, see, in churches, a lot of times, you know, it, it, it can be very, it can be, it look like much like a, a, a spectator kind of event. You know, Lisa and I were talking yesterday, you know, we was talking about, you know, just, you know, getting more people involved. And even in the smallest of things, because, you know, when people feel like they're a part of something and they're doing something, you know, they begin to feel invested. They begin to feel invested, right? Because if you're, you know, if, if you're not doing, if you're not, you know, if you're not doing in things, you're not invested a lot of times. So, you know, that's, that's in the doing. James 1.22 says this. It says, be doers of the word. Be what? Doers. Doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and, and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forget what kind of man he was. He looks at himself, he walks away, and he, he, doesn't, he doesn't even, real, you know, he, he has no recollection of what he even looks like. So, you know, not, you know see, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So we know how the impartation of faith happens. But once we receive faith, now, now we do what faith says. You guys, you guys follow me? Because see, see, that's the thing. Be ye a doer of my word. Be a doer of my word. What does my word say? What does my word say? My, my, my Bible, my Bible, your Bible says this. Go make disciples of what? All nations. So how are we a doer of that word? We go and we make disciples. My Bible says that anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How do we, how do we, how do we get people saved? We evangelize. You guys, are, I mean, you got, many of you have been here for a little while. But the things that we do are very intentional. Evangelism is very intentional. We win souls. We will continually always be in a place where we're winning souls. And then we disciple. We're very intentional about discipleship. That's why we have life group. That's why, that's why that, you know, 12 people in life group in, in transformation this past week. Praise God. That, that's, that's where it happens. That's where real discipleship begins to happen. Amen? You know, men's, you know, we, 12, 15 men come out. That's where real discipleship begins to happen. But we have to be mindful to be a doer of the word of God. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you? In the way of being a doer of the word of God. I'm going to tell you this because, see, see, a lot of times, in, you know, you know I, I've ran companies. I had people would come to me and say, you know, when I, was, uh, when, I was, when I ran a company, they would come and say, well, you know, I think we should do this. And, you know, sometimes you have to discern. You have to discern this very thing right here. You know, sometimes my staff would come and, and bring me things 
that I thought was a good idea. But I didn't have time to run their good idea. You guys see where I'm going with this? If you've got a good idea in the Lord, get counsel around that good idea. You know, but, you know, be willing to do what the Lord's placed in your heart to do. Amen? You, you run with the vision God's given. You see, and, and, see, you know, can I please watch this? Because, see, the vision you have in your heart, it fits in the church. You know, the vision that KC West Virginia has, it fits in the global vision of KC, uh, you know, international. It, it, it fits. So your vision, the very vision that you have, it, you know, it, it, in, in helping and doing ministry, it fits within the body. It fits within the body of Christ. Isn't that really cool? So we encourage one another in the gifts that God's given you to be a part of the body. Why? Because the body becomes strong. It, becomes, it, it gets strengthened. The, the, the body made up of many parts. Amen? So, you know, somebody brings an idea to me a lot of times. I say, okay, you know, that's a great idea. I'm excited for you. You know, and a lot of times, if I can get involved or do something, I, you know, I used to say yes to everything. Love you, honey. And you because, yeah, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Because that's how, I, I'm, I'm still a little bit like that. Because I get excited. I get excited. Lee House tapping more on the leg. So, I get excited over things. I get excited about being, but I'm telling you, you can't do everything. Be a doer of the word that God's given you. That's good. Be a doer of the, the, the very word God's given you. Stay in your lane. You know, I'm going to tell you, stay in your lane. But I'm going to tell you, you know how you learn how to stay in your lane? You become a doer. You know, you become a doer. I ran kids ministry. I've ran youth ministry. I've done bus ministry. I've, I've, I've done all. I'm not, I see, you know, you learn. And see, see, for me, I didn't, I, I don't know. I didn't start, I didn't go into ministry and then go from here to here. You know, when we started, there was me and my, my, my kids, three kids, Gracia, Zephan, and, and Zane. And, you know, and, you know, because, you know, not, not, Hawaiians just were late. They, they just didn't come, they didn't come early. So, you know, we'd be like, you know, we got church at 10, you know. You guys would show up at 915 and help set up chairs. That would be awesome. But see, Hawaiians, they, 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 would, they would come in. They would literally come into service at 930 when church started at 10 and say, hey, pastor, and then 10 minutes before church, they'd look at me and say, I'll be back. I'm going to go take a shower. Why didn't you get a shower before you come to church? I don't understand. I never understood that. Worship starts in five minutes. You're going to go get a shower? I mean, come on now. So, you know, it was like, but, but I realize, you know, the thing of it is, it's like, you, you know, when you, when you will establish, you know, what God has, has for you to do, He will help perfect that in you. You know, it, it, you know I, 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 I desire, I ask, Lord, I want to be a good preacher one day. I, I, I desire to, to have the Word of God flowing out of me. I, I desire, when I went to Maui, the one thing I said, I want the anointing more. I mean, literally, I was praying... <laughs> You know, when you go to a meeting sometimes, you, you don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm desiring the anointing. That's, that's, that was, I told Miranda, I said, you know, I'll go get my COVID test because i got to be in this meeting. I don't, I don't want to go through the rigmarole, I don't, but I know that I need to be in this meeting. And that night when the anointing service, they had it. You know, I, I just, you know, I, I, don't, I don't go to the front row, wave my hand, or try to, you know, hug people. I, I, you know, I'm just, if the Lord has something for me, you know, I, this is what I was desiring. If the Lord has a word for West Virginia, you know, I'm praying for that. Lord, give us a word for West Virginia. Give us, I, Lord, I, we need the, I need the anointing. 
Lord, greater, at a greater level. And I pray for, pray for Miranda. I need the anointing. Pray for the gift of leadership. Pray for the gift of faith upon us. Please. Because, it, because we, we need to operate there. Amen? But, you know, e- even in that meeting, you know, I, I'm minding my own business. And at the very much end of him praying with pastors, I, we get, I get called out in that meeting. And pastor begins to, to, to I, <laughs> he begins to speak over, over me. And, you know, and I come back home, and the one thing I'm, I'm saying, Lord, I, I need the anointing. I want the anointing. See, there are things that you can hunger. You know, there are things that you, you, you can do, you know, to, to increase the anointing on your life. Be ye a doer of my word. So I, if I want the anointing to be greater in my life, I've got to be a doer of the word of God. I've got to do what the word of God says. I've got to consecrate. I've got to be sanctified. Amen. You can, you, can I tell you that you can go to a deeper level today? That you yourself as a born-again believer, you can go to another level with the Lord. Amen? Be a doer. Be a doer. You know, even being a doer of what the Word of God says for you, Help where you can help. Aid people where you can be an aid. Actually, take your Bibles. Go to Acts chapter 6. I want to show you this in the Word of God because it's, because it, it's, it's really a powerful story. Acts chapter 6, verses 1. Yeah. It says, Now in the last days when the number of disciples were multiplying, there rose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Helen. Uh, Hellenists, because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out for me among you seven men of good reputation, full full of what? Full full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over, over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. You know, that's why it's important. You stay stay in your lane. You know, these, these gentlemen here, you know, we needed to appoint, we needed to get people in to help care for this program in our church. So, so, that we, so that we could continually stay steadfast in the Word of God, continually remain in prayer. See, that's why the body needs, that's why the body is made up of many parts. That's why, that's why the body needs the body. And you know what they did? They chose, they chose what, seven people with, with what good reputations? Good rep, people that were walking in godly character. And you know, and this is the other, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Mm-mm-mm. Isn't that good? You know, and it, they weren't saying that the ministry wasn't important. Because it was very important. The distribution of food, helping people out, it's, it's a very important thing. So they weren't discrediting, you know, I'm more holier than you, I've got to give myself. They weren't saying that. They were saying, you know what, we, we've got we've to fix this so that we can continue to get the gospel out. We've got to continue in this direction so that everybody can begin to play their part. See, that's the thing about being a doer of the word. When people begin to step into their part, man, things explode. Things explode. I don't sing. I would love to, you know, but, but I, and we talk, I believe a greater anointing is coming on him for worship. Because there's other, other worshipers are going to arise. Amen? Amen? So, you know, be a doer of the word. Whew. Acts 6, right after that, if you look at it, Acts 6, it says, The disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, 
And a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith because these men were obedient to serve tables and do the things God asked them to do. You want I'm, I'm to you get this get this in your spirit today. If I'm obedient and faithful to do the you know the little things, the little thing right now that, that God's calling me to do to be faithful in to be obedient in you know ah who elevates you? God elevates you. A lot of times, you, <laughs> a lot of times people think it's a pastor. I've learned I've learned very clearly. You know, God is the one that elevates. You know, in, in your flesh, you can make that mistake. Well, you know, maybe the call, maybe God's, you know, maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit's on them. You know, Minister Marin Lehow, you know, Miranda and I literally was about the same time and about the same service seeing, seeing the hand of God upon their life for ministry. And, um, but I had already learned because I've already made that mistake, you know, because, you know, when you, you, you know it's, it was immaturity on my part. Thinking everybody's got to call God on their life, because I got called out that way. You 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 just naturally you know, see this is good because see you know a lot of times we think that God how He spoke to me He speaks to everybody the same way He doesn't He doesn't you know we took a step of faith and in that step of faith God 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 moved in that step of faith but you know you know you, you make those mistakes you know the power of God's on you you know you, you know. You're going to touch the nations. Well, you know, if you don't have a job, you're probably not going to touch the nations. That's, if you're not working, you're still living home at 26, you're probably not just going to all of a sudden go touch nations. God, you know, there's steps. If, if, you know, he may send you somewhere, but if you're going to touch nations, you're, that's not going to be the case. But when we seen the power of God on them, you know, I was just like, you know, we were quiet. We were quiet because we didn't, we didn't know. We didn't know what that meant. We didn't understand. We did, other than the fact that the God, God began to highlight that. See, God highlights people for work. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. We, you know, we pray. We, pr we pray over this body. Lord, highlight people. Highlight them that they can, they, they can step into this arena. They can step into that role. We ask the Lord those things. Amen. You know, April, I am not putting you. The other day when you were praying in the Holy Ghost, the power of God swept into our prayer meeting. And it was like the gift of intercession was, all, you know, Brother Don and I talked about it. I don't know, I haven't even seen you talk about it, but, but I, I'm telling you, I was, even from that morning prayer, it, it well into the morning, I was just, the, the presence of God was so strong because the power of intercession broke, broke loose into our meeting. As you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, I, I mean, and, and it's a gift, and you recognize a gift when, when you hear it or when you see it. So thank you for, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're on that call with us, but, but praise God, I mean, I'm telling, see, I feel the Holy Ghost even as I said that, so, but thank you. I, but see, that's a gift to the body. That's my point in saying that, see, when you recognize or when you see a gift, it's like, oh, no, 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 this is good. We can use, see, the body of Christ can begin to work together. You know what, now we're, now we're doing what the Word of God says. We're being doers of the Word. We're being doers of what God wants us to do. We're breaking down strongholds, amen. We're open, we're setting captives free. The body working together, doing, doing many, body made up of many parts, doing, doing all kinds of great things for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So do. Be do. It's like, what kind of sermon is this, Pastor Brad? I don't know why I have these notes up here because I'm normally not using them. So. There we go, that's the best place for it. You know, Paul, uh, he tells Titus, and this is good, because even in this scripture, even in this passage, he says, speak, speak of no one, um, speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, 
showing all humility to, to all men. And I'm going I'm to give you this today because, see, this is what spiritual mentorship looks like. Speak evil of no one. I, I'd say we've all probably made that mistake before we, where we've spoken evil of someone or we've said something about someone. Everybody raise your hand. Because we, we probably all have done that sometime or another. But see, godly character. Godly character. The, the very nature of God. Speak evil of no one. Well, what about the person that's attacking me? What about the person that's this? See, clearly what the Word of God says here says, speak evil of no one. See, God, you know, I, I, I've learned, you know, I've learned. God will work things out. God will work things out. God will, you hear, somebody need to hear that. Today. God will work things out. You know, I, I you know, praise. Man, I, you know, sometimes I, I just know I have to praise God. You ever praise God for your enemies? It's an, it's an amazing thing. Praise God for your enemies. Lord, I thank you for that brother. I thank you for that sister. I've, I've had to pray for Christians that way. Thank you. Thank you for their life. Thank you for what you've called them to. Thank you that today they're preaching and they're, t- they're, they're, they're pulling people in and getting them saved. You know, and I don't like, even if they don't like me, that's not what I'm saying. Lord, thank you for their ministry. God, you've called them to a select group of people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. I say that, well, anyway. But it's a true example of what spiritual mentorship looks like. To be at peace, to be gentle, to be, you know, being humble with people. See, this is the character stuff. This is the character stuff. You know, to to be and to be a doer of the word, you know, uh, know, uh, to be strong in the Lord, to be a doer of the Lord, uh, 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 of the things of the Lord. You know, one of the things you have to do is you, you have to be gentle. You have to be humble. Amen. Isn't it, you know, when you meet somebody that's humble, don't, don't you like being around them? I do. You know, I, I, you know people that are gentle, you know, I, 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 like be, I like being around those people. You know, they, it, it just, to, to me, it's like, no, nah, there's peace. You know, you can walk into a room and feel peace. You, I, let, me get, let me throw this one. You can see peace. You can see peace in people's life. You know, you can see it in their eyes a lot of times. People that don't, don't walk in peace, they're, they're trying. <laughs> They'll sit in church service. I don't, you know, that was probably me at one time. I'm not pointing anybody out that, that anybody's doing that today, but, that, but you know. Um, you know, see, I believe Paul, through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, was writing this letter to Titus and Timothy. He was preparing them for work. See, that's what we, we, you know, that's coming into a church service on Sunday morning. You know what, our, again, our role, our responsibility is to get the word of God in you to begin to prepare you for what's out here. To, to, to begin to prepare you for the, for the things of the world. Amen? And that's my third point. You know, let me, let me say this because, you know, you know, being a doer. You know, fathers, even here today, you know, Ephesians 5, 25, 27. Husbands, if you don't have this scripture underlined in your Bible, you need to underline it. Because it, it, it's a very important scripture. You know, in being a doer in your family, being, being somebody that is, that, that is a doer, 
You know, the Bible says this in Ephesians 5.25. It says, husbands, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church. And he gave himself up for her. That's powerful. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. That he might present her to himself as a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that she should be holy and without blemish. What a responsibility that the husband has, the father has. Future fathers will have. That, that, you know, for, for those that are single, future fathers that will come into your life. Amen? You, women, pray for that kind of husband. Amen? And, we'll, we'll, and I pray for those kinds of husbands for women in here. Amen? Because God's going to do it. I mean, we've got five months. Because I believe that 2021 was going to, we're going to see it to happen this year. So 2021, we're going to see it. You know, fathers speak life to your children. Mothers speak life to your children. Speak life to them. Now, this is where my child's going. This is what my child will have. You know, the, the, my child will, will walk holy. You know, I mean, I remember one time we were in a meeting and somebody, uh, we were in a meeting and we were in a meeting and uh, a lady looked at my w- wife and said, well, you, you know, our kids were younger. They were, you know, like 11 eight and seven or something and you know looked at my wife well, you just wait till your kids get to be teenagers and I just looked at my wife and I just I was like I already knew what my wife you know she's like no no my kids aren't my kids my kids are gonna my kids aren't gonna be like your daughter I mean you know and it wasn't she wasn't saying from a boastful standpoint she was just saying no my kids you know so speak life over your kids when they're small my kid's going here. My kid's not going to battle. My kid's not going to, you know, deal with this. My, my child's not going to. You speak that over your children now. Amen. Speak life. You know, that being that watchman on the wall. See, fathers, mothers, we have to be watchmen for our children. Who will teach them? If we don't and if we're not willing to do that, who's going to do it? Public education will. The world will. A co-worker will. Yeah? So be watchful. Be mindful. Amen. We, the church, should be able to, to be in a place where we're helping out. Prepare. Last one. Prepare. See, the greatest responsibility that we have, and I believe that was one of the things about Jesus, when Jesus had come on scene and his ministry you know, had grown over the period of three years, one of the things that he was doing with his disciples, and you'll find it in John 14, you'll, you'll find it in the book of John 14, 15, he was preparing his disciples for what was to come. And he was preparing them for ministry. He was preparing them for the Holy Spirit, right? But he was also preparing them for the gospel to spread. Greater works what we shall do. That's what the word says. Greater works we will do. We will do. So prepare. The greatest responsibility we have right now as a body of Christ is to prepare people for the work of ministry. Also to, you know, also this, to be sanctified, to be set apart, to be holy, to know that living holy is possible for you. Amen. That you can live holy. You know, your, 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 you know, your friend that doesn't know Jesus will tell you that it's not possible to live holy. Right? The world will tell you, no, I'm going to sin. You know, it, it, a lot of th- you understand, it's an excuse. It's an excuse to stay in sin. That's not what grace is. I'm not hanging there. But, you know, I'll say this about preparation and preparing. Because one of the greatest a- attributes of, of, of Paul's life was he was looking in who he could raise up. He was looking at who he could be a, a mentor to. You know, uh, you know, Randa brought it up, uh, you know, uh, maybe a week or two ago, and I just kind of 
jumped out. But, you know, who is your mentor? Who do you allow to speak into your life? Is it wise counsel? Who do you allow to speak into your life? Is it wise counsel? Take it a step further. Who are you mentoring? Who are you mentoring? Because, see, a lot of people will say, well, you know, I just don't feel, I don't feel equipped to be able to mentor. Are you saved? Are you saved? So think about this. You, you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be a theologian. You can begin to give things in small doses even as you're, even as you're learning. Because, see, you know what the enemy would rather you do is to step away don't say anything. Don't mentor anybody. Don't look to try to, to, to encourage someone. Don't, don't do that. You know, just, just mind your own business. Mind, you, mind your own business. But you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared. Amen? Jesus said this in John 14. He says, a little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You will also live. At the day you will know that I am my Father and you in me, and I in you. He, he who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. I will love him and manifest, and manifest myself to him. I will be a part of him. I will, I, I, you know, see, that's the thing. Gee, I, my peace I leave you. See, Jesus, isn't, he, he wasn't in this to leave us. He said, look now, I, I've given you the Holy Spirit. Amen. Isn't it great that we have the Holy Spirit? 